Welcome back to the latest episode of The Table. Nisha Nicole and... Hey, Dallas. Hey, Chris. Hey. So I'm going to just jump right into the introductions like we do every week, and then we'll get into the topics. Um, so welcome to The Table with Nisha Nicole and Christopher Dallas. Here at The Table, we have open discussions on life, love, dating, relationships, and sex. So our goal is always to do so in a way that is fun, uplifting, and brings about learning and healing in our relationships, as opposed to division and dissent. Nisha, Nicole, and I have known each other for 20 years, and we want to bring able to bring in our audience to that friendship, to that knowledge. Individually, we've both had every experience within the dating, marriage, divorce spectrum. We wanted to be able to share those stories. Let me set up exactly how our program today will go. About 30 minutes into it, we'll get into our topic. And we have a guest today to be able to talk about the differences in sex drives between men and women. About 15 minutes into the show, we'll get into the buzz, whatever is juicy and going on in the world of popular culture. Today, we have a Kardashian story. But first, we start off every single podcast and episode with the Monday Morning Report. Nisha Nicole. What do you got for us today? Uh, I <laughs> not much of a report actually okay. because I haven't really been dating that much. Right. However, I did want to talk about something that I feel like most a lot of people can relate to. Yeah, yeah. Which is the boomerang bay or that boomerang lover. Now, you when know, you say that, boomerang, you're not meaning the 1992 movie with Eddie Murphy. No, not no, not okay. that one. But that is right. a great movie. Okay. Um, but more like that person that you just that keeps coming back, no matter mm-hmm. how hard you try to sever the ties with the person, mm-hmm. they just keep coming back. So mm-hmm. my boomerang bay or person, we've been on the outs. Yeah. Because I was like, I'm done. I'm not doing this gray area thing with you anymore. I'm done. And of course, he comes back. And then some kind of way, we just ended up in a big argument because the issue oh. was always the same. Yeah. You want this. I want that. They're not aligned. So let's just keep it moving. Okay. But it's hard when you care about a person and things like that. So that's. That's my. Um, so, so just to make sure this is something the audience can definitely be able to relate to. Everybody's got somebody that they go back to all the time. And you're saying this is a bad situation for you and you guys got into an argument. So that means is it done and, and off and done forever? Or do you know in the back of your mind you, you may circle back around to it? Oh, that's a great and hard question. Thank, yeah. you, for, thank you for putting me on the spot, Chris. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> so I... <laughs> I'm done. I can't done. do this anymore. That's good. Unless, unless, unless we can come to an agreement on what we both want and we're in alignment. And if we're not in alignment, I can't do this anymore. Okay. See, but that's the whole thing with these type of relationships, these boomerang relationships, they go around, but they're never everything that you actually want. Otherwise they would have long since progressed into being I didn't a romantic say, relationship. I didn't okay. say everything though. Okay. Whatever need- it is, the crux of the issue that you can't get, that we all can't get to with that person, we, we we try for it. If we could get there, it would be a different relationship is what I mean. True. Yeah. 
it's part of the reason that I haven't even actually gotten back into doing any dating is because I was that guy for a whole lot of women. I was the guy that a whole lot of women needed to be able to put down. I'm not giving them everything that they want okay. in a casual relationship. We go, wow, we talk, but they want more. They want a relationship. And I'm like, yeah. Okay. Me, so, whatever. okay. So let but me they come ask- back around. They come back around. I bet they do. They come did. They did. They back do come around. back around. I see what you did there. I see what you did there. But go ahead with what you were about to say. What I was going to say is <laughs> this is where me knowing you for 20 years comes in handy with, okay. with our discussion. Okay. So I believe that I know about you, that you're honest and upfront, and that your your actions align with your words right meaning you're not saying i feel this way about you but your actions are different are you are are they're contradictory right right i get what you're saying but however however sometimes people misinterpret actions oh correct so you might not say i love you or i care about you but a woman may interpret it that you do if you're taking them out on nice dinner. I'm taking them out. We're going out. I'm listening to your issues and problems in your life. I know what's going on with your ex-husband and the mortgage. I know what's going on with you. Something has happened to you. It's a job. All the rest of those things. When we're in casual sex, when I'm in a casual sex relationship, I violate the casual sex contract by continuously being involved in your life. But at the same time being like, no, I'm I'm not here for a relationship. I'm just here to smash. And you know, I'm just, I was too empathic to be able to stay strict to the contract, meaning okay. that I still was that boomerang relationship, again, for a lot of women who couldn't put down the empathy and the sex when it was, they still didn't get enough out of the relationship, leading them to spiral always back to it getting going again okay. months, months later, months later. Okay, aside from that, yeah, did you have any expectations on the women to not date other people or you're acting jealous if they're dating other people. Oh, they can do what they, they can do what they want. And that's the difference. Okay. That's the difference between what you're describing, even though, you know, I can, I, and I've told you this before that your actions, taking people on dates, listening right. to them is kind of confusing for, for, for some women, mm-hmm. but the difference with, with that and this situation of, of mine is, that um you know not wanting me to date you don't want to commit but you don't want me to date that baffles me i don't understand that for anybody if you don't want me then why do you not me to date other people exactly like for for anybody man for for anybody yes that's old and that's to me that's emotionally manipulative big time even even if you're saying you're not dating other people yourself, okay, well, if if you're not dating other people yourself and not having sex with other people, then that's a freaking relationship, uh, you know. What, what, <laughs> I'm not what dating anybody. She, you're not dating anybody. I don't want you to date anybody, but we're not together. What does Shakespeare <laughs> say? A rose by any other name would smell just as sweet. I mean, it's, it's the yeah, same thing. Like, Absolutely. It doesn't matter what you call it. So that's, you know, not wanting to give too much attention to that, but that's the thing. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That that I think is different from what you've dealt with and what right. I'm dealing with. So right. it's just frustrating, and I'm just over it. 
I understand. I understand. But the context of what we talk about in our Monday morning reports, even if we don't have anything new and fresh to be able to talk about, is being able to have other people relate to our personal dating stories. Right. If somebody that you've gone back and forth with in a boomerang relationship jumps back out again, either to start an argument or to try to get it started again. Everybody can relate to that. If you Lauren Hill wrote a whole song about it. Yeah. The X Factor, you know. Okay. We got Shakespeare, <laughs> we got Lauren Hill. We got to get both of them on the show. I don't know if Shakespeare's available. He seems pretty booked lately. Well, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway. <laughs> We'll move right along with your uh, Monday morning report. Chris. That, well, that's all I had. My Monday morning report was reflexive for yours in terms of there are too many women in my past that would file me under that boomerang category of somebody okay. that they need to put down. It's not happening now, but it happened for the longest time. And so my Monday morning report for for this time would to be say would be to say that I can relate to what you're going through um, because I recycled back through a whole. My whole dating was my whole dating life previous to being married was boomerang relationships and new dates, new dates that lead to eventual boomerang relationships. Right. And then, you know, while I'm on the path to try to look for a girlfriend to look for a wife. So I got all these casual sex partners that I accumulate through the years, whether they live here in town in D.C., D.C., Baltimore metropolitan area, where they live across the country, got all these that I accumulate. And they always recycle back around. If I don't talk to somebody for six months, eight months, two years, they come back around. Okay, so are they coming back around on their own? Are you reaching out like, hey, I miss you. We haven't seen each other. Okay, so no, I never do that sing-songy voice and say, I miss you. I'm not. (laughs) Ignore the voice, okay? Right, 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 right. Um, but I never say the words, I miss you. Like I never say the words, I love you because I don't want the rest of the emotional things. Yes, I do reach out or they do reach out if it's been a while. I can absolutely be sitting here like, you know what? You send a hey, big head text. Right. Hey, stranger. Hey, big head. Right. Or I could just be sitting there, you know, like, oh man, I haven't smashed Mary. And why the hell haven't I been fucking married? I'm big ass. T- Let me text her and see what the hell she's doing. Um, and sometimes I get the same <laughs> response. Like, you know, hey, what's going on? Haven't talked to you in a while. Some people that live out of town, like, hey, I'm gonna be in DC next week, right before Thanksgiving. Um, you around? I'm like, yeah, I'm around. She's like, can I stay with you for a few days instead of staying in the hotel? You can absolutely stay with me for a few days. Uh, one oh. thing though, I got another woman coming through that same weekend, but I'm gonna still smash both of y'all. That was that was my whole life see, for a long and time. See, just when I thought I had you, because I was gonna what? say, Who? if a guy tells you you can stay at their house for the weekend, yeah, yeah, yeah. then that you know, in in my mind as a woman, I'm like, oh, he's gonna let me stay at his house. But then when you throw the other woman thing That's in there, right. then I'm like, okay. That's no. why I don't say I miss you or I love you or anything emotional like that, because I'm always trying to still have right. you be sexually available to me, but still understanding that I'm seeing and sleeping with other women. So would that make you a fuck boy? I don't know what that makes me to a hold on to. <laughs> we need to get all of them on the show and, and figure out exactly what that makes me. Ooh, that would um, be an interesting yeah. show. But I know there were enough. Again, I know there were enough women that were still interested in a relationship again because I'm showing the empathy and I'm showing the relationship signals of listening of taking you out of being right. interested in your life that they wanted more than just the casual sex that we were happening I'm quite sure that I was just a casual sex partner for some women uh, again across the country yeah. or across DC absolutely yeah but uh, um 
the reason why I'm not dating now is that I don't want to be involved in casual sex because I hurt too many women in those instances. And I'm like, you know, if I can stay clear of that, then maybe God will grant me some peace and serenity in the years that I have left here on planet earth. Well, that is my prayer for you that hey, you will be granted so with that please, peace and please. serenity. And I, as always, I applaud your growth and I applaud you for yeah. being able to take the time back and say, Hey, this is the collateral damage I've caused by my former lifestyle. Big time. And this is how I want to move forward. So I think more people, if more people did that, the world would be a better place. Absolutely. And the dating pool wouldn't have as much pee in it. The dating pool would be <laughs> <laughs> need more chlorine in this pool. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right, right. So uh, that's I think my we Monday can... morning report. Yeah. Well, thank you for that. I think we can move right along to the buzz. Awesome. Uh so as as you mentioned earlier, we do have a guest this we week. Do. Yay. So um I'll let you introduce our guests and then we'll talk about the buzz and what awesome, we're talking awesome, about. Awesome, 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 awesome. We have uh, Harper McCall, a former colleague of mine from corporate America, who we've always, always had great conversations about the differences between the sexes, uh, how men see the world, how women see the world, how we could do better with things. Harper McCall, a great friend of mine for a long, long time. Harper, can you hear us? I can. Thanks for having me on, you guys. I appreciate it. Oh, man, Harper. Harper, it is our absolute pleasure to be able to have you on for today. So Nisha Nicole will get started by headlining exactly what we're talking about in the buzz. She and I will talk about it for a little bit, and then we'll bring you in for your two cents. How's that sound? I like it. Okay, so this week's buzz, as much as I'm not a fan, we can't do a buzz segment without talking about Courtney Kardashian and Travis Barker becoming engaged. I just threw up when you said Kardashian. (laughs) (laughs) This is not what I signed up for. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I had to balance this out because I have two men and it's just little old me. So I had to bring in a really, really estrogen this is super please. estrogen this is this topic the kardashians are so estrogen filled i don't know any guys who sit around at a bar or at a, watching football and tell me, hey did you guys see what happened with the kardashians the other day like never so anyway back to the Sorry. buzz i mean so courtney and and uh travis they've only been dating a reported nine months and when i did you guys look at the engagement photos i did I mean, this guy went all out. It was a he beach did. proposal. I, there had yeah. to be at least a thousand roses. I don't know how you make that with anything less than a thousand roses. I don't. I wouldn't even conceptualize anything like the big, huge rose thing. And then they stepped into it like it was a rose. Yes, it was like uh, a heart, a heart shape with the opening for them right. to walk into Did it. You with walk their, into it with both of their initials and yes. a million dollar ring. One that must have been the end of his blink at one eighty two money he spent. Right, that there. is exactly what it must. Have been right. The last vestige. As long as there are streaming services, he will always have (laughs) a stream of income. Okay, that's true. So, um, but the 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 proposal itself is not the story. Thank goodness. For those of us who are somewhat familiar with the Kardashians, I I would like I said I'm not a huge fan, but I have watched the show a time or two. So Courtney dated Scott Disick. I don't even know how to pronounce his name, but Close they enough. dated for about 10, 10 years. years. They have three children. And as far as I, and I know they would never marry, but as far as I know, they were never even engaged. 
Right. Um, I could be wrong on that. So if I am. No, that's the facts. And um, and so he never popped the question. And the other headline was that he is going crazy, quote unquote, over this engagement. So right. that's the part of the buzz that I wanted to discuss. Like, right. dude, what the fu- what the fuck? Like, how are you upset? You had <laughs> ten years. You had ten years to lock that you, up. Now you you're had pissed. Ten years. She gave you three gorgeous babies. What was the problem? So from my understanding, they were back and forth the entire time. It was never a 10 years straight. Um, and you mentioned in, in the earlier segment how people are in the boomerang effect of a relationship. Right. I don't know if we can put them in that, but they didn't go straight continuous for 10 years. So the back and forth nature of their relationship, even though they had three kids, and even though it seems like he wanted to be more, wanted to be married, they never actually got there. And sometimes they weren't even officially boyfriend, girlfriend. So even, but even with that, that's still to me a boomerang because you can actually have a relationship with someone, break up and get back together. And to me, that's still boomerang. Oh, I totally agree with you. Sure, sure. Absolutely. So, so and that's, that's another reason why I, I felt like it fit with, with my situation from the past week or so. Yes. Um, so it was kind of like perfect. The stars aligned, you know, it was a full moon the other night. Mercury record retrograde just ended <laughs> all of that stuff. I just threw up again. <laughs> I know you you don't like talking about stuff like that, That's but okay. you know no, I'm cool. It's great. It, it all just happens. But anyway, yeah. so Harper, like, what what are your thoughts on that? Oh, I know my question for both of you. Sure. Is how does it does a how when how soon does a man know if she's the one or wife material? All right. Well, first of all, I just want to, for the record, I don't have any idea who any of the Kardashians are. They all look the same to me. Okay. So <laughs> them, the Jenners, that whole clan is completely irrelevant. I don't, I don't have any idea who we're talking about. Right. I do know who her fiance is, though, yeah. only because I used to listen to his music back in the day. So awesome. Uh, okay. Okay. Now, so let me that give being you a said, quick tip. let me give you a quick tip. This is this is a quick way to di- differentiate. Courtney is the only one that we that we know of that doesn't date black guys. Okay. Okay. Still don't have. Yeah, that wouldn't that wouldn't mean I know what she looks like. Oh, okay. So you guys are talking looks. Of course, you're me, and you go off a steady. Yes. Okay. So scratch scratch that from the record. Tell you any of their background. (laughs) Scratch that from the record. Okay. Courtney only likes Twinkies. Okay. What, What does that even mean? Chloe okay. likes uh, champagne in the boom boom room. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Go ahead and answer the question. When does yes. a guy know if a woman is the one? How long right. does that usually take? I mean, that's that. I think that really is dependent upon the situation. I mean, I think you talk to ten people, you're going to get ten different answers. I agree. Some people instant love. Oh my god, I met Jennifer and bam, we were done. Talk to the next guy. Oh, you know, I met Crystal and. It, we dated for 10 years before I finally popped the question. So, yeah, I, I just, I, yeah. Mm. I think it also depends on what, if the guy's even looking for that. If somebody's open to a relationship and wants to be married, if he's thinking about that, then that is going to be a faster train towards wanting to be married than somebody who's, hey, I'm not in this for okay. monogamy at all. So, yep. my, my Disney princess brain yeah. says that <laughs> even if a guy, isn't looking for a relationship when he finds the one he wants that because yeah, that is she's Walt so Disney. great. Okay. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, that's not how it works on our side of the table. Yeah. Swear Disney and Storybooks did a you number know, on the female mind. Okay. Goddamn Walt. Goddamn Walt. Fucked it up for everybody. But, okay, so <laughs> now I think that, that you guys can agree with this, though. I do think that age has a lot to do with it. In your 20s, I think it is more, it's normal for a guy to date longer before he decides to get married versus a man in his 40s, I think would, would that time would be sh- shortened. My dear, you have uncovered the greatest secret that most women don't learn until they're well into their years. <laughs> you don't want to marry a guy in his 20s. We're yeah. fucking idiots. We're idiots. <laughs> we're idiots. And, and we're on the hunt for one thing and one thing only. Yeah. Most men, most men. Now, there's always an exception to the rule. Always. Right. But but you are 100% correct, though. Nisha, yeah. my, my approach and attitude in my 20s is incredibly different from where I am now. And, okay. and that, are, that's... Are you married? No, no. I, I'm, I'm, I am engaged for my second marriage. I've been divorced okay. once, and now I'm getting ready to get married again. Okay. Well, foolishly, we'll come back. There might be another episode we can talk about that. Well, this, this is a divorcee show. Because yes. um, both both Christopher and I are divorcees, so you're welcome here. <laughs> yeah, I was. I remember Christopher's relationship. I yes, was, yes, uh, it, was, yes. it was. It was a fun ride. It was a fun yeah. ride. <laughs> yes, it was. Yes, it was. Yes, it but was. no, you're you you absolutely are correct. I I would argue with a lot of folks that younger men are not emotionally centered or mature enough in most cases to be married. I look back at myself and. I wasn't unhappy. I don't look at it as a bad decision. I was just an irresponsible moron. Right. Well even, well, even with my daughter, one of the things I've always stressed to her is that during your 20s, you grow. This is a time of self-discovery. You learn so much about yourself because prior to your 20s, all of your thoughts and ideals come essentially from your family. Mm-hmm. So you don't really know your own personal thoughts and ideals because everything was given to you up to that point yeah so during your 20s especially if you go off to college or move out of your home you start to develop your own ideals that are sometimes different from those of your parents and that and that can be very scary for some people it can be exciting for others so one of the things i told her is when you're going through that self-discovery i was frustrated with myself during this time so if I had been in a relationship at that time, I can't imagine how frustrating that would have been for them to watch me change so rapidly. Yeah. So I think yeah. that's a I think that is good advice for for young men and young women in their 20s to, you know, really take that time. You can date or whatever, but give yourself time to get to know who you are as a person outside of your family unit, your parents or your grandparents. That's great advice. That's great advice. But as we all know, when you're 23, 24, 25, you feel grown. You feel oh, yeah. not just grown. You feel old. You look back at yourself when, when we were 17, 18, and you're like, yeah, I'm not that kid anymore. I'm I super know grown. it all. I am 25. And so with that in mind, if somebody walks across your path with, with enough features that you like uh, and that 
you may want to progress into a boyfriend girlfriend relationship if it goes on for a couple of years you may be entertaining marriage i know i was i had girlfriends at, at, in my mid-20s in my late 20s i was definitely entertaining them for the idea of being married even though like you said i was still sort of trying to find myself and differentiate myself from my parental units exactly growing yeah. up so well let me ask you this not to get yeah. too deep in the weeds on it no, and looking back deeper. all let's three of us looking back don't you think a lot of it was the society norms that were being pressed on us? Like Absolutely. if you're not married by 25, 26, you're doing something wrong. All your friends are getting married. You're yes. done with school or you've got your job and you're, you're out of your parents' house. You're kind of on your own. And it's like, well, of course the next natural step, I mean, you gotta be married. You gotta start having babies before you're 28. I Absolutely. mean, true. And not only that, I grew up in the church. Oh, okay. So, yeah. Even more up, pressure. Growing up in the church, it's like, uh, it was some saying they used to say, it's um, better to be married than to, um, basically better to be married than out having um, a sex outside of marriage. Right, right. Uh, which I think is horrible advice now. Horrible. <laughs> right. Absolutely. But, <laughs> but Get a test drive the car before you buy it. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. But no, you're right, man. this podcast with a lot of my church friends, so this is not going to be a good thing. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. We can bring it back to, we've had a, a, a few moments of, uh, of of spirituality on this show, and we can bring yes. it back to that. But no, you're absolutely yes. right, uh, Harper. W when it comes to understanding the societal pressures, I felt 27, 28 was old, as a matter of fact, to not yes. be married. 27 was old to be out partying or in the club or anything like that. So I needed to be already established with somebody that I have at least a serious girlfriend, fiance. Otherwise, I'll be old and alone forever. And a right? failure. Right. A failure. And, then and I'll be a not, failure, right. Not only for that, though, there is extra pressure on us women that want to have children we feel like if we hit 30 we are we've hit that danger zone when right, it comes right, to procreation right. so right. for women we do have a real live time clock that starts sure, tick sure. ticking for us so it definitely makes sense for women whereas men you know you guys can go on well i remember when christopher and i were, were good friends i was married and i was having my children at the time we would go back and forth all the time he's like you know i He'd tell me, you can correct me if I'm wrong, Christopher, but, you know, sometimes I wish I had your life, Harper, and I'm like, oh. shit, Christopher, I want to be back in your life. I want to be doing your weekend. You can have my weekend anytime you want. The absolute center of our, our, our friendship, professional relationship that we had was, was based on that conversation. You had the exact, uh, you know, wife and two kids, um, you know, yep. two-car garage, house, whatever. That's the life. And for me, I was like, oh. Meanwhile, I'm out here smashing everything on God's God. My God, you thought I was losing my mind. I'd be like, wait, what'd you do? I, I went yeah. to Home Depot. What'd you do? Well, I had a threesome with these newly oh ocean women. I'm like, what? I'm eating Arby's. Yeah. You're going to a freaking Morton Steakhouse. Yes, oh, yes, 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 yes. You yes, know, um, speaking of spirituality, there is a Bible verse about that. It's that Paul tells people not to. Uh, single people not to desire to be married because married people desire to be single. And that's, <laughs> that's true, even today. Well, so, cause, that's because Paul knew what he was talking about. That's right. Paul knew, Paul knew, Paul, Paul knew some shit. So now back to the actual topic. Okay. The Kardashians. Kardashians. The Kardashians. Is this the chubby one that eats Twinkies? Or are we talking about? No. Champagne. No, it's not, not, okay. No. Okay. My okay. Bad. My it's bad. the old. It's the oldest one. I can't. Okay. 
explain to you how she looks. She's not Kim though, and she's not the one that eat Twinkies. So there's something. All right. Okay. Um, do you guys think that ten years and three kids is is too long for to for be- no marriage? Harper, you want to take that first? Yeah, I mean, there's a reason why they didn't get married during those ten years. That's I'll true. just leave it at that. There's a reason. And and they weren't together the whole time. So that was right. on and off, boomeranging back and forth. Exactly. Right. There's a reason. So, and I can't put this all on the guy. Right. Uh, but I can say that if one or both of us know this, can we not have figured this out before the three kids? Or it could have been a situation where, where they were both like, I want all of my children with one person. I've already started having kids with you. I want three kids. Bam. I don't know. So I think option B, option A is what what I was thinking that, you know, can't we figure this out while we're having kids? Don't we want to have the nuclear family that that everybody dreams about? You know, I think that everybody dreams about. So now that we have three kids, can't we figure out exactly how to be together all together? And and so I, I sort of relate a little bit to the ex the exes situation or at least his feelings where it's like well, I guess that he wanted to be in some form of relationship or at least he's saying to himself like if you didn't want a relationship with me a marriage with me I can't believe you got into it that fast with somebody else right right well she's think, dated other people since they broke up I think they broke up in 2015 okay I think it was one of those relationships of convenience they didn't really really like each other but they liked each other enough to to have sex and yeah. along the way kids came out of it and it became all right, well, I'm going to go out and dick around and then I can always go yeah. back to now, this partner. My theory is, because I did watch, I think, the whole first season of Keeping Up with the Kardashians. <laughs> oh, I just threw up again. I threw up again. <laughs> they had just recently started dating when the show came out. Okay. And I think that he was maybe clout chasing a little bit. Mm-hmm. I think right. I think I think it was like, hey, this is a good thing here. These keeping up with the Kardashian checks are looking good. Sure, yeah, I'm yeah, popular. Absolutely. This show is taking off. Nobody knew who he was before he started dating her. Right, course not that bad. I mean, she's cool. Yeah, that's the best explanation that I can think yeah. of because that's definitely something I can I can see happening. Yeah. So even though I didn't see the show, and in typical meathead man fashion, now he's yeah. jealous that she's found happiness with somebody else boom right and, because and he couldn't give it to her boom can you guys imagine how many women he got just off the strength that he was on that show and dating oh. kardashian oh yes my goodness I you know people, Nisha, you know damn well there's about to, yes could see both of y'all's faces the faces are like <laughs> if you've ever seen the show uh the movie um thank it Harlem Nights. Yeah. Love Harlem Nights. And when she talked about sunshine and you throw it up in the air and you can see it, that's the look both of y'all had, the same look that Fred Sanford had. That's the look like you guys were envisioning. Right. Yeah. I just started to think about what that type of clout would mean. I did enough damage on my own just being a single guy with a corporate job. Right. If I had some sort of celebrity status clout, wow. If I was Nick Cannon, to go back to a previous episode that we talked about, wow. Yeah, I can't even imagine. And that just speaks to the shallowness of people in general. You know, yes. people, just yeah, general. yeah. I was going to say people yes. are men, but 
popularity. Women are included too because oh, yeah. the women are the ones coming on to him because of his celebrity status. Yeah, or I mean, being able to say, Oh, I slept with, with Courtney's man, a blah right, blah. Right. right. What, what was that show? It was the couple that had like 10 babies at once. Oh, that was John and Kate plus. And eight. then they got divorced. And then John's out there, he's banging girls all over the place. Yeah. Why? Because he's John and Kate. Right. Yes. And even though, even though in a normal situation, a guy tells you he has eight kids, you're right. running for the hills. Right, right. But he's a celebrity. Time. He yeah. looked like a dumpy, melted popsicle, <laughs> and women were throwing themselves at him. Like, yeah, are you shit me? Like, there's no way this guy's pulling ass like that. Yeah. I mean, the irony is that Kardashians are just famous for being famous in the first place. It's not like they have any super type of talent or anything like that. No. And, and so, I, exactly. Hey, I used to think that. Oh, here we go. Here we I, go. No, I've changed my thought because everything Chris Jenner touches turns to gold. So I okay. think that their talent is marketing. Yeah. Right. Okay. I give Selling you that. a story. That I'll is their that. talent. So, I, I absolutely will give you that. that but absolutely it, is a talent. Absolutely. But I guess that the celebrity status and popularity of within our culture, if you're popular, if you're a celebrity, if you're on TV, right. then the fame can go three levels down. People even remotely associated with you or the show, people you Absolutely. date or sleep with, are then, also, are then also paralleled celebrities. Yeah, yeah. People have started podcasts about it. Right. There, there are chicks who are groupies who start podcasts just to tell the stories of the guys that they've been with. Right. Right. And yeah. it's usually like B actors and like yeah. a third string safety for the Vikings. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was going to say athletes are always the easiest target. Right, though. right. <laughs> entertainers and celebrities, guys. So, so we're we, we wrapping up the money. I'm um, wrapping up the buzz for today. Yeah, I think you guys are Kardashian Kardashian out at I this am. point. Oh, yeah, absolutely. No more Kardashians. <laughs> oh, my goodness. No more Kardashians. We made it through it. I'm survived. Them. Okay. Okay. We, we, you guys made it through. So I will let Christopher introduce the show topic and then we can go from there, Chris. All right. So uh, you guys ready for the show topic for today, which is the differences again between men and women in our sex drives. And we want to go back and, and dig into some of the conversations that Harper and I used to have. It wasn't just always about his lifestyle versus my lifestyle. We talked about our differences in some of our college experiences and, and Harper, one of the biggest things that I remember and take away from those conversations are the wild fraternity parties that you used to throw in college. And I want to set the audience to be able to picture this. It's a Friday afternoon. You're going out getting kegs, cleaning up the place. You and the rest of your fraternity brothers are getting ready for a big, huge party that night on campus in your spot. And you're thinking to yourself, you're going to be able to get some new vagina, new pussy, new ass tonight. And you said, you used to tell me, you would guarantee it. You knew it would happen, even though you hadn't <laughs> met the woman. And I would be just slack-jawed. I, I want you to be able to describe that scene uh, for our audience and then talk about how you and I were absolutely excited and how a lot of women may not be able to. All right. Let me just preface this conversation. All right. Harper at 19, 20, yes. 21 is very different from Harper at 50 right now. All of a okay. I, yes. I would certainly hope so. Very, very different. And, <laughs> and I also want to say, contrary to a lot of, I'll just call it misconceptions, we weren't out there 
to abuse or take advantage of any of these young women that we were with. Great now point. we were we were out there Great trying point. to get laid, but I promise you, in all my ridiculous shenanigans, there was never a moment where I was like, you know what? I want to mess this girl's life up because I'm just a dick. And that right. was never the case. Great you know, point. we would we would look at the sexual encounters. And again, we're talking about 19-year-old Harper versus where I am now. Like pick up basketball. Like, hey, Nisha, you're a pretty good basketball player. I'm a pretty good basketball player. Let's go take our shirts off, hoop for about two hours, get sweaty, have a fucking hell of a game. High five. I'm going to go back to my house and take a nap. I mean, that's all it was. And I mean, I, I know maybe for I some it. women, it's a it's a disgusting premise to think about it that way. But right. casual sex, it was just, it was fun. Felt good. Okay. So here's the thing. Number yeah. one, you guys were uncomfortable with the Kardashian talk. I feel like I'm eavesdropping on a frat combo. <laughs> so that's the first point. The second right. point is... Okay, you're saying that women may be disgusted by this, but there were women on the other side of that casual sex. So right. some women can totally relate because they were right there with you. And they were what we called the gold mine. Gold so mine. If you could find that woman that had that same mental approach that she was like, you know what? I don't, I'm not looking for a relationship. I just want to really get laid tonight. I want to have right. a couple orgasms. I don't want you to stay here. Get out of my room. Get out of my apartment. Go right. home. I want to be done and sleep with a smile on my face. And if you could find those women at these different frat parties we would throw, and they would get they would get wild on all kinds of different levels. Yeah. But oh, I did yeah. three I did three things really well at the age of nineteen. Three things: partied, played lacrosse, and fucked. Those are the three <laughs> things I did really. If you would have really led with well. the. If you would have led with the lacrosse, I would have already known where the rest of the story was going. Okay. Come on. Okay. But to, to 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 Christopher's point, there were times where, yeah, like we were like, look, you know what? Let's get a bunch of either invite a sorority over or mm -hmm. a bunch of the, these women that we were friends with. Tell them, put the word out. Let's throw a bash. And you knew because it'd be like three to one. You know, you'd always set the ratios to your advantage. Right. That, ah. and it, it was never guaranteed. I will say that you never, it was never a hundred percent guaranteed, but I'm a cocky son of a bitch. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> I'm pretty damn sure I'm getting some pussy tonight. Okay. Yeah. So my question is, so Christopher, you said this wasn't your experience as far as feeling like you were pretty almost guaranteed this at the parties that you were going to. Is it because you were not in a fraternity? That's a complicated question, um, but let's say for the short answer, yeah, because I wasn't in a fraternity. I definitely threw parties and went to parties, but I definitely did not feel as though I would be guaranteed 90%, 80%, 70% chance of, hey, yeah, I'm getting some pussy tonight. From this party, a phone number, sure. Something that could lead something in the future, sure. And that's part of the conversation. I'm not sure where you were going with, with, with that question, Nisha Nicole, but part of the conversation that I was having with Harper uh, throughout this, the, the course of the time we were discussing this was, wow, man, I wish there were more parties that I could have gone to where I could have been guaranteed to get some ass. And I wanted to whine like a five-year-old, like, I wanted to go to parties and be able to guarantee that I get some ass. Oh, how, come, how come everybody else does that? Does that make sense? That does make sense. Yeah. And I will say at no point, 
throughout my college experience did I go yeah. to a party and you know what <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna ride somebody's son tonight yes. <laughs> my goal was let me see how many numbers I could get how many potential dates I could get from this not right. to go have a one night stand that, that was not my goal so so me and some of my frat brothers slash lacrosse teammates yeah we, we, we it was called the fox hunt let's go we're gonna go we're gonna go on a fox oh hunt oh my tonight. god and here's the thing i love it you're, you're gonna you're gonna hunt fox and you're gonna chase them all over the hills and all over the fields yeah and at the end of the day if you kill a fox it may be a small fox it may be a big fox it may have a pretty <laughs> coat it may not have a pretty coat but the the fact is you still killed a fox so the hunt was successful now that may be oversimplified for some people, and I'm sure oh, there's going to be. I think it's perfect, and it's perfectly Neanderthal. Yes, and, and there'll be some people <laughs> that probably take offense to it. But at the end of the day, at 1920, you were you were so infatuated with the idea of just man, I just want to be naked with this person. I mean, just you know, that's it. I just want to kill a fox. I want to kill the fox. Right. And, and that I want to make sure that our audience understands specifically where I'm going with this whole discussion. What you just said is exactly how a lot of men, including myself, see the whole thing. It doesn't matter if it's a big fox, a cute fox, a silver fox, or whatever it is. I am absolutely excited to be able to get some ass. The idea of getting some, whether I think about it before the frat party starts, in the middle of the frat, the frat party, or when it's about to go down, the, the idea of it it just gets everybody excited. And us sharing those stories about it is pure male bonding. Yes. And it, it also offers some insight as, as we get older as men, I feel like a lot of the times it's not the Fox that you're interested in when you get older, it's yeah. the hunt. The hunt was yeah, yeah, yeah. so much fun. You know, was. when you get older, you want to go out to the bars and see, you know, sure. You know, if, if you're single and available, you could go out and, you know, and, and pursue these women, but it was, do I still have it? Do I still have those hunting skills to go out and get this woman to turn around and show interest in me? That's so, absolutely correct. That point that you just made, yeah. I think is the one of the reasons a lot of married men find themselves in trouble. That was me. <laughs> because they go out, they don't have intentions of doing anything, but they want to flex those muscles. Let me see if these hunt muscles still work. Right. And then they nailed go, it, Nisha. go nailed down it. the rabbit hole rabbit and holes. end up in a foxhole, fox hole, rabbit hole. They, <laughs> they end up in a hole. Basically. In a hole. And you're like, oh, oh, no, we are in a hole now. <laughs> so, That's a touchdown but, statement. <laughs> so so they end up in these conversations and they, they were just out just testing to see if they still have it. And then before they know it, they have this this woman that's really hot and ready. And then it's yeah. like, I don't know what to do now. I can't turn this down. Yeah. Is, is that right? Oh yeah. And in some cases, depending on the type of person you were, you did kill that Fox again. Yes. yes. That's the point. And you that's, had to stuff it right you, down the barrel. That's how you end up in the hole. <laughs> yes, exactly. hundred percent. You know, I, I got a text message earlier today from a female friend of mine who goes through some issues in her dating life. She's frustrated with it. And she was asking me in the text message today, and I thought this was perfect for our podcast, you know, like, why are men so always so excited about sex? And I was thinking, and she and I got into the discussion, because for men, it's almost always good. Killing that fox 
is almost always a sure thing for us. Women are sometimes all over the place. And Nisha Nicole, I know you sent me a video earlier of yes. women's descriptions of sex. Women sometimes get great sex, average sex, poor sex. For us, we're almost 90% guaranteed to have a great time and an orgasm. And seeing a woman naked is great on its own. Actually getting inside the hole and, and wow, that is amazing. So we're genetically because we have a penis, we're predisposed to want to hunt because it's always going to be good. I'll ask any woman out there, if you could guarantee that sex was going to be good with any guy that you find cute across the bar or across that fraternity party, across the room, if you could guarantee that the sex was going to be amazing, how would that outlook change your approach to dating, to sex? Uh, for some, I think it would it would have a big influence, but then yeah. women also are feel we, we have feelings. So, of course. For some people, it wouldn't change. Feelings? Yes. Feelings? Yes. And unfortunately, a lot of Christopher, times, what is she talking about? Our feelings settle right in our vagina. So I don't know why that is, but they do. They, yeah. they happen to, you know. Anyway. Well, Christopher so, and I, Christopher had, a, had an interesting con. I, so real simplified. You look at it from the basic natural piece where a woman has an egg every 30 days. Yep. So legitimately... You're only really looking at it 12 times a year to, to we'll say for argument's sake, to, to reproduce. So right. Mother Nature says, Nisha, you've got this one golden egg. You need to make sure you find the perfect mate. He's got to be physically strong, intelligent, be able to provide. You want that perfect mate. You flip it over here to Christopher and I. We're making 45 million sperm like every, what, two hours? Every day. Every, okay? yeah, it's like a New day. York City ticker tape parade. My only goal in life is to fire that goddamn ticker tape everywhere I can. That's right. The, the, the more eggs I can take, the better it is. Okay. And that is, that's a really great point. And it's yes. scientific. It, it is. I oh, very scientific. Now, yes. what I was going to say to contrast to what you were saying, mm -hmm. it, um, what Chris was saying is that you, you say you made a great point. Every time you have sex, you're you're almost guaranteed to have an orgasm every time. Yep. Yep. With with the thing that about for us, I have a sex with a new guy. I don't know if I'm if he's gonna be able to please me. Right. I don't know right. that. So and if I don't know that, I don't want to waste a body. Because for <laughs> us that I, yeah. I mean, even though in the big scheme of things, nobody's running around asking you your body count. I hope not. Anyway, well, um, because I, I mean, yeah, but that's so elementary. Right. But the fact that it's for me, it's a mental thing. Like I just wasted a body. It's like I hate eating food that don't taste good. I'm wasting calories. Great right. analogy. If I right. have, if I want, if I'm going to spend 1500 calories on one meal i mean that meal better taste damn good because right. i know i can't eat the rest of the night meanwhile i'm eating a half-eaten sandwich i found on the sidewalk going <laughs> fuck that damn I, I was hungry that was good i don't know why they left it there but to your point yeah you're right society's going to treat us differently as men for being able to eat that half-eaten sandwich and they're going to judge you differently think about how close you came to having sex in in mexico on that trip and the societal pressure that you felt yourself nisha nicole to be able to push back and say no i don't know if i want to do this because right. i don't want to judge myself even though society like you said isn't really keeping track of the body count so not only do we have the billions of sperm that we make all of the time as, as as harper was detailing not only do you have an egg to be able to protect but then society's going to judge us separately separately for the same action.
Yes. yes. So that that is a good point. Th- those are great points. Um, um, oh, so Harper, one of the things that you brought up that was extremely uh, important and appreciative for me was that you guys were not preying on these women. No. So either either they were a willing participant or not. Because last week we did a story on um, stealthing and guys removing condoms. And we know this happens a lot, especially on college campuses. But it is good to hear men, not that I think that the the douchebags that are doing that are going to, are going to admit it, but it's, it's just good to know that even though, you know, you're out there on the hunt, but I'm on the hunt for willing participants. Correct. I don't have to trick you because honestly, in college, there are plenty enough women that are okay with that. Yeah. And, and the thing is, I mean, as hard as maybe believe, hard to believe for some people, you still wanted to kind of be friends with these people. Like you're going to see them on campus yeah. again. It's like, you yeah. might have class with them or, and, yeah. and, you might hook up with them again down the road. Who knows? Right. You know, maybe maybe it was a great game. Hey, uh, <laughs> I got an opening game. next, do it next Saturday, man. Let's go down <laughs> to the court. She wants to congrat. Either she wants to congratulate you on a good game or console you on a bad. Game, on a bad right? game, man. You're, you are a horrible free throw shooter. <laughs> but 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 you're right though. We we would. I mean, and and honestly, we would police our our group of guys. Like if we found out somebody was doing shady shit. Yeah, I mean, it would turn into an ugly scene for some guys. I mean, we just, you know, because one, we never wanted to be to be, you know, scarred with that reputation. Oh, don't go to that house. Yeah. Those guys are going to roof you and you're going to get raped in the bathroom. It's like, no, yeah. no, 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 those, no, 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 Those reputations, they, they will stick with you. Oh, our mentality was we want to have the house that was so much damn fun. And man, maybe you did have some good basketball games. You want to come back? You want this is the house? Oh, they're having a party again on Saturday. Let's go back over. Let's go. You know, those guys were great. So, Nisha Nicole, I got to ask you. Maybe you can't directly relate to going to a party, but maybe you could put yourself into the shoes of some of the women that go to this party. Harper detailed about how they wanted to have one of the best fraternity parties reputations on campus. And so you're a 19, 20, 21 year old woman on campus, and you're thinking, hey, I want to go to such and such frat tonight. Are you thinking in advance that you maybe you're going to end up sleeping with one of the guys, whether it's a lacrosse player or one of the fraternity brothers, or it doesn't just happen because they're having sex with somebody. And even though the odds, they stack the odds three to one, which I I love that. It's great. It's a great strategy. (laughs) Okay. So what happens inside the one? Yeah. So a couple things. Yeah. I went to a PWI, which is a predominantly white institution. So did I. So, So you go to the parties that are available to you. Okay. Okay. <laughs> when you're black. So so there so I, I get his point where he like if I would have went to an HBCU, it would have been different where okay, these guys when they throw a party is great versus this guy, because you have options. Okay. You, you see where I'm going with this? Yeah. I just no, no, it's, it's, yeah, yeah. I just it's a reality. I gotcha. Yeah. So because because he made the point about the he wanted to be the house that, that people choose. Yes. So what I'm saying is on a Saturday night, I probably only have two options. I got you. And they're probably about the same. So gotcha. that point. Okay. So the second point is I, me personally, like I said, I don't go to a party thinking I may end up riding some, some, somebody's son. Right. Now, but that's me. I know girls that will hook up girls mm-hmm. and those girls yep. hang together. 
Now, okay. did I ever hook up at a college after a party or whatever? Yeah, but that okay. was never my intention. But I do know girls that that was their intention and they didn't care. And they had okay. a certain reputation on campus. And oh. for me, I, I wanted to protect my reputation. I didn't want to be mm. the girl mm. that everybody... Mm that all the guys are trying to clamor around at the party because they know I'm an easy hit. Right. Mm -hmm. I like some amenity, you know, I like to keep a little. For the record, we invited both of those (laughs) dynamics to our parties. Well, you need both. I I would, I would imagine. But um, so that was, that was it. So I just want to make it clear that just because I wasn't that the girl that was out looking for a hookup, it I do. I did know women that were like that. Well, um, where I'm going with that, and, and thank you for, for sharing that, um, where you talked about you didn't want to have that reputation, and there's some women that had that reputation. Do you think going forward with female empowerment and a lot of things that have happened just in the last 10 years, Me Too movement and so forth, that there won't be any reason for you to hold back for any type of reputation thing for future 19 and 20-year-olds who want to go to these type of parties? Are we ever going to reach a point, Harper? and Nisha Nicole, where the woman isn't being judged by the actions, even though the frat brothers and the cross players get a pat on the back for it. Can they go to these parties and not have anybody judge them for it? Not be part of those girls. I think it would make it such an even more fun environment if all those, (laughs) I mean, think about it. You know, all those inhibitions are gone. No one's judging you. You know, it's like, hey, great. You know what? You do your thing. I'm going to do mine. Right. I I think in in a healthy, safe environment, I think there's nothing wrong with it. I think the idea of this Victorian age, you know, Christopher, there going go. back to our parents' mentalities towards casual sex and men there and women's go. relationships, I think it's antiquated. I right. think, you know, the idea of if you're doing it safe right. and you're having fun and you enjoy it, shit. He said, you want to go out and bang five guys this week? Goddamn girl, go get five guys. <laughs> I'm not judging you. I'm not going to judge will, you. Listen, I will get five guys, but it will be the burger. There okay. you go. <laughs> Touchdown once again, Nisha Nicole. On fire today. But, but uh, no, go ahead. So the point that I was going, going to make is yeah. I think some level of inhibition is good because it's almost like that fear. Fear, it was meant to protect us. It's okay. natural to protect us. So I think okay. some inhibition is good in a in a protection sense. Because it protects our, like I said, women, our feelings sometimes end up in our vagina. So we have to safeguard that. However, I do think that even with today's generation, there is more of that um, fewer inhibitions. I think about some of the music that we have, the Cardi B's, the Mix, the Stallions, even though we... We had Trina back in the day. Yeah, we had more than that. Yeah, we we had NWA. No, no, I'm talking about from the from the woman's point of view. Okay. The, okay. the women's music about Lil Kim. sexual. Lil Kim. Yeah. No, no two live crews. Trina and all of that. But okay. what I'm saying is this generation, what I see is they really are breaking the barriers, um, not just on the sexual part, but on um some of the gender norms, some of those limiting beliefs um that were patriarchal base so yes. we are seeing inhibitions being being freer but in that 
they're saying what I'm also seeing is, okay, I may be freer, but this is how I'm going to define it. Awesome. I'm not going to allow men to define it. Awesome. That's that's where we need to go. So what I'm saying is if I decide that I want to hook up tonight, that is my decision. And if I decide that I want to be celibate for the next three months, that's my decision too. And that same person can exist in the same body. And I don't have to be either the, the 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 um the Madonna or the hoe, right? So Pick clap, Pick clap, <laughs> mic drop, Pick clap. So I I think that we are headed towards that, but I also feel like we do still have to have some some level of moral standards as well, so you know, that I'm so sorry, that, so that we're not doing damage to family structures. Harper, and I know that's I, a lot to digest. That was a lot, but that was awesome. No, that was awesome. And you break up a great point as a, as a side note to play off of what you just said, going back and seeing some of these guys that I used to run around with the guys that have come out that are now homosexuals. Mm-hmm. Some guys that are, that are transgender mm-hmm. that, that we never would have expected, or we would have been mortified back then because we were so immature and so narrow minded yes. thinking back going, huh? There's a reason why Joe was never hooking up with those girls from yeah. Sigma, right. Sigma, Sigma. Or, yeah. or what I've seen too is guys felt like they had to overcompensate and sure. sleep with more women sure. to absolutely. actually hide their 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 true sexual identity. Yeah, absolutely. And, and the devastation that leads with with the women going further, thinking, you know, and some people even get in marriages and whatnot. Yep. So, um, so that being able to be who you are that's the good part to me the bad part is when we remove all discipline it translates into other areas of our lives okay okay so we'll keep the discipline we'll lose the judgment some of the discipline yeah just some of the discipline yeah yeah because you know it takes discipline to to have a great career it has this takes discipline to have a healthy relationship to where you're not at the bar flexing your your hookup muscles and then you <laughs> right, end up hooking right, up. So so right. those are the things. There you know there's there's a pro there are pros and cons to everything. And as long as we can kind of keep some moral standard and have have a focus on the positive, like where we want to be, like emotionally as an emotionally intelligent society, then I think yes. that that's that's the good part. Those are two aspects of emotional intelligence, self-awareness, which is knowing exactly what your sexuality is, what you prefer to do in any given moment. That's the self-awareness and the self-regulation to be able to follow through that. So that you're not flexing your muscles at a bar or you're not feeling any type of way of pressure and any type of fraternity party during college. Self-awareness, self-regulation, two big key cogs of emotional intelligence. So Nisha Nicole, thank you for saying all of that. Um, that was, you said a lot, uh, but it was also succinct enough that I hope our audience can be able to grasp to the nuances that you just Well, dispelled. you know, somebody had to break up the frat party. Hey! <laughs> give me one more beer. Pass that keg. Where's that keg? Give me that Yeah. So. Well. I think, I think that's all we got for our topic for today. Uh, Nisha Nicole, you got anything else you wanted to be able to add? Um. I guess the only thing that I would say is as if we have younger audience members who are listening that as you explore your sexuality, as you explore your sexual freedom, just make sure you're doing it in a safe way. 
because that's yeah. the most important thing. You don't want to make a decision based off of impulse that could have an impact for the rest of your life. Totally agree. So. That's right. That's the mom in me, guys. I'm sorry. Hey, hey, hey. No, that's great. That's great. That's great. <laughs> well, Nisha, Chris, I appreciate you guys letting me come on the show. Well, wait cool. a minute, got, Harper. So the, way, yeah. the way that we wrap up the show yeah. is With we always, yeah, <laughs> that we always say what we bring to the table because, you know, in this, in, in this day and age, everybody wants to know, well, what do you bring to the table? Right. Mostly guys right. asking women. So, right. Um, the ideology behind our podcast was instead of just saying, oh, I cook clean and I'm, I'm the man with six figures, we, we try to bring characteristics traits. We talk about characteristics traits that we bring to the table. Yes. So Harper, since you're engaged, what did you bring to the table for your fiance? Well, as Christopher knows, my fiance is a pretty decent amount of years younger than me. So uh, mm. I bring a wealth of experience and mistakes. Mm. And I say nice. that with, with utmost honesty, mistakes that I've made, yeah. that I've learned and try to help her maneuver those same scenarios without making the mistakes that I did. Not saying she's not going to, but I offer uh, that, that wealth of experience is what I'll call it. Awesome, man. Awesome. Thank okay. you for sharing that, Harper. Uh, Nisha Nicole, you're next. I'm gonna let you go because I'm still. <laughs> what I'm bringing to the table for this particular podcast on today is not being stuck in a box, not being stuck in a cardboard box, not being stuck in any type of box. By box, I mean my my thinking that I bring to the table isn't just limited to what the thoughts that I have. I'm always open for any type of thought pattern that is completely different than anything that I've ever thought. So whatever I'm thinking in the box, the wealth of information that I have right now, if someone else out there has something that is contradictory to what I was thinking, but it's something that I can be able to listen to, then I'll step outside the box to be able to say, you know what, that is something that I never thought of and I'm open to it. And that's something I never wanna be able to get stuck inside that box and thinking that I know everything about subject X, subject Y, subject B. So not being stuck in a box is what I'm bringing to the table for this podcast. But you do know a lot about box. <laughs> I'm sorry, I could not yeah, help myself with that one. You, yeah. you set yourself about up box, <laughs> about killing fox, about going the fox in the box, fox in the box, fox in the box. That yeah. might be the name of this episode. Fox, the fox in the box, in the box. maybe. Fox in the box. <laughs> okay, so what I'm bringing to the table this week is a loving family structure. Okay. So we talk a lot about what well, we've talked a lot about how the family background you come from has a major impact on Good how time. you see relationships. Oh, yeah. I grew up in a loving home. I grew up in a home where, where we said we love you often, every day, all the time. I grew up in a home where hugs were plentiful, where my feelings mattered to my mom, to my grandmother, to my grandfather. And, um, and I was seen as a person, not just a little kid, you know. So I, so that's what I'm bringing. I'm bringing um, that loving family background. Awesome. That love is love awesome, it. Man. I love it. Yeah. All right. So Harper, this has been so much fun. <laughs> we might have to Harper, have you back Harper. again. Y'all, I love to come Harper, back at this again. Harper, I'll do it again. Harper. 
Have Christopher throw me some more. I can, I got all kinds of wild stories oh, I can share with you. I'm sure. I'm sure. So um once again people i want to let you know that if you want to reach out to us you can reach out to us at you can send us an email at ask the table pod at gmail.com and until then we will talk to you next week talk to you next week guys have a great week bye-bye bye-bye